Hello and welcome to Full Time in 45 with me, Jack, and joining me as usual is James and Josh. How are we lads? You had a good pancake Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been good. <laughs> Straight in with the pancakes. Mm. He loves it. He loves it. How many did you have then? Uh, I've, I only had, I mean, three, but you know, the the small the small ones. Uh, two of the small ones and then one kind of like crepe sort of thing. Crepe? Yeah. Crepe. A crepe. Oh, it's a crepe, Josh. The crepe. <laughs> Josh, no, crepe. No, the crepes you wear on your feet. A crepe is a pancake. Oh. Well, it's not. It's not. It's controversially not, but it still kind of is. Uh, well, Jack, if you asked me, I, you'd have had a normal answer of saying Thank you. I had three big ones. <laughs> um, yeah, and the toppings. Now that's that's where we can sort of all differentiate here. I had some strawberries, I had some blueberries, and some banana, and then I had a bit of golden syrup. You know, I just what, all on one, just, all on together. Just a bit of everything, really. Just thought, you know, try it mi- out. Or mix and match. Mix and match? Nah. You know, nah, you've got, there was you got no, separate. No, no, there was no bacon. Of, you know, no, mm. no yeah. meat on there. I like I like a bacon pancake. Maple syrup. It does It does hit the spot. See, mm. I like savoury pancakes. Like, a lot. I really like it. I had one at Centre Parks a few years ago. Well, not more than a few years ago, actually. Like, ten years ago. I had a tuna one. Yeah, Savoury tuna pancake. Moving Annex. on, then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what about yeah. you, Kennedy? Have you had any pancakes? Uh, I have not had none today. I actually forgot it was happening. And I had my. I actually had protein pancakes yesterday. Oh god! Well, that's like that's like having Christmas Protein dinner on pancakes. Christmas Eve. Yeah, that's right. disgusting. Open your, do you open your presents on <laughs> Christmas Eve? <laughs> I mean, they might do it differently over there. We can't judge. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I I had them yesterday, and I had strawberries and a little bit of Nutella on top. Oh yeah, the, do you not have whipped cream? Not, not really. I, I would. Normally. Cream. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, like the squirt, the squirty cream. Yeah, the yeah. squirty cream. I normally yeah. would, but we didn't have any in the house, so it was literally but just then, protein pancakes and a bit of chocolate spread and strawberries. Delicious. Fair enough. Sometimes I do get squirty cream out of the fridge though and squeeze it, and you put it in your mouth and then you like fill it all up. Yeah, that's that's the most elite thing to do. Okay, just before Josh takes his podcast, don't. Maybe we should a food one. <laughs> 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 Josh, and there we my expertise. Exactly. Perfect. All right, we're going to move it on then. And we're going to start this week's podcast off with the tennis. Over to you, James. Oh, tennis. Well, there's, you know, there's a small amount to talk about with the um, with the tennis. Uh, titles-wise, um, in Acapulco, uh, Nadal was the winner. Um, he defeated... The new number one, Medvedev, on the way. Um, and then the shock person that was in the final with him was actually the British guy that I told you to look out for last week's episode, Cameron Norrie. Um, 
The export's actual uh, <laughs> predictions come on true. Really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he uh, he he beat a couple of couple of seeds along the way and uh, got through to the final. And he's, I mean, if you look at him from like being a tennis player myself, you look at him and you think like he hasn't got many shots that dazzle me to think that he should be you know trading with the big boys. Um, but you know he's obviously out there training really hard. Um, and but you get that sometimes in different sports, don't you? Yeah. You look, like you look at Peter Crouch, like there's no way that man should be able to play football, but yet he brings it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Crouchy, you think like NBA yeah, exactly. score headers, but he was actually quite good with his feet as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Norrie, he's just uh, he's just an all rounder. Nothing really nothing really massive in his game but um, I reckon his I think his stamina and sort of his all round court game um, has really paid off so he's starting to starting to really um, get up the ranks now and hopefully you know uh, with the majors coming up in the summer he'll be he'll be ready to go have a really nice. good season I think this is probably one of the best seasons like starts he's had um, I think the the other news is that in the other tournament, Djokovic lost to someone who was unseeded. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a loss for Djokovic um, in a sense. You know that he should. Well, you expect him basically when he's on form. Like, well, when he, even when he's not, you just expect him to beat everybody. Um, however, with such a long sort of stint out. Um, and he's probably just been he's just been playing practice matches really, and he's has no he's had no crowd. It's obviously affected him, um, and I think the trial and all the Australia sort of things yeah. it has got to him. Um, he's going to play the tournaments that he can, and I think it, he's probably someone that might need the match practice. So we'll we'll wait and see for future tournaments if this was just a random occurrence or whether something has. Um, triggered with him but I would expect him to be um, back up and running it's the players higher up that uh, will tell you whether he's uh, whether he's going to be sort of back at the best because obviously the top spot you know he's number two now um, so he'll probably you know they all at that level they all want to be the best so there's no no uh, sort of lacking his desire so we'll wait and see for future tournaments what he gets up to um, there is Indian Wells which is a tournament that's pretty big um, coming up soon so obviously we'll get some uh, some stats on that when, when I can for the I think exact episode I think that'll probably be the better timing for it um, the only other thing to add as well I don't know if you guys saw this but in Acapulco as well, one of the men's tennis players got disqualified. Um, no, I didn't see that. Didn't see that. So in a doubles match, um, Zverev, which I think he's, I think he's number, I would just assume he's number three. You said that name before, four. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Zverev's number three, and um, in a doubles match, he basically got so pissed off um, with one of the line pools. <laughs> That instead of shaking the umpire's hand, he went up to the chair with his racket and 
literally <laughs> smacked it as hard as he could about three times um, and then just chucked his racket on the floor and was just saying obviously that the umpire was terrible yeah. um, I can't remember what the call was whether I think it was out and he just was I think it was a bad call to be fair but because he was standing right next to it but it basically lost the match and it was all over um, and yeah Zverev was in the singles and because of that he, he'll he get fined and he got taken out of the singles as well so playing now as well well, well that's the least of his worries <laughs> and he's got about seven in his bag and about 200 you know other ones in the locker room so mm. uh, yeah but yeah, he he has known to be fair to throw his toys out of the pram a couple of times, um, and this is what you're getting with the new guys. You know, a like a angst the, there, isn't it? They're hot headed. Yeah, like Medvedev, he's not he's not like a crowd favourite um, because he can he can annoy the crowd a lot. He plays on being the bad guy sometimes. How Where can he annoy the annoy the crowd? Sorry. Who Medvedev? Yeah, how does he? How does he? Oh, do well, that? he's done it before. In I think it was, uh, it might have been both Australian or it was US and Australian. But Australian, he was saying that they were being rude um, because of the Sue thing. He thought it was booze, but oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. And then an, another time, he just sort of he was just egging them on. Basically, I think they were cheering for someone else. He just just sort of said, you know. It's just it's just pathetic, really. You, yeah, you know, yeah, they're yeah. for a, yeah. just one on one. The crowd is there to add atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a football sort of player turning around to someone getting abuse, and you know it happens. Um, someone wants you know you can't expect everybody in the crowd to want you to win. Yeah, so like you. Yeah, he just hasn't really. Um, he says about respect, but I don't think he, you know understands the situation that he's in sometimes so i think you know him i think zverev as well like kind of zverev's liked on the circuit just like he's really flaky with his results um there's no one this is what i'm saying like about the the new guys there's no one really that um has the likability of the of the ones that are getting ready to retire Mm -hmm. which is why there's a massive hole because even if like someone who's um new generation like Nick Kyrgios is so fun to watch for most people um there'd be a lot of people that obviously see his his uh, sort of antics is um is not very enjoyable to watch and Beyond the answer, a bit of a, yeah uh, yeah just basically like things that people don't like in the sport some people do like it others don't and yeah. uh it, yeah so difficult for that but so we'll, uh, you know, we'll see what happens next week with the tennis. But at the moment, naughty boy Zverev, Djokovic, <laughs> will he be as good as he as he good as he used to be? And Nadal, Nadal's win as well, by the way. Nadal's win, he played un- unbeatable today. Fair enough. Very good. And there's the tennis. Ding ding. Love that. All right. So move things on. We've got go to me now and do a bit of rugby. I'm just going to round up last week's Six Nations results. Did you boys get to watch any of the games? Um, uh, I saw the I saw the f- a little bit of the England 
Wales. Um, yeah. I heard about the Irish one. I yeah. heard I heard about Probably the domination, heard. but um, yeah. but the the French the French one I didn't hear Scotland, much. Yeah. I didn't hear much. France and Scotland. Well, Scotland were hosts to France this um, this weekend and ended up on quite a brutal domination from France with a 36-17 win to France. Um, a lot of stick for Finn Russell has has come out. He looked lazy apparently. He looked fat apparently. Um, I mean, <laughs> white rugby jerseys. Who who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> Um, they're not good for any any body type um but yeah like apparently apparently a lot of people are calling Finn Finn's um performance quite lackadaisical and like he, as if he wasn't caring just mm. Finn's supposed to be their talisman they're one of their best players who can pull a result out of nowhere but when he's not not when he is not firing you, you, you know it and it was quite, quite the destruction from France. They were just, they it, it's theirs to lose at this point in my in my opinion. It's between, um, it's up to France, it's up to England now or Wales to put a, a defeat, in the way for, France. But it's just not going to happen in my opinion. I said France would win it from the start of the tournament. Haven't haven't Wales got two losses? Has Wales got two losses? Uh, mm. yeah. So they lost to Ireland in the first game and. Lost to England this weekend as well. So it's literally England, France, then, isn't it? And so Ireland, they, yeah. The only thing with Ireland, there, isn't it? They've lost it, to France, so it's all yeah, England to do the exactly. Job. Yeah, yeah. But so. that is the roundup. Scotland also butchered them four and one, which was it was painful to watch as a rugby player myself and supporter, uh, Chris Harris. Through the big pass now. If Hoggy, if Stuart Hogg caught it, he's in for a try. But Hoggy dropped it. Now it's not all to blame on him. Like oh, it, it should have should have gone out the hands. It would have if it if it had gone three passes, they would have scored. But here we are. Um, moving on, England Wales. Josh, you said you watched a bit of that game. England came out on top, twenty three nineteen winners yeah, against Wales. Um, Liam Williams has been accused of football antics in rugby. So What's he got that? some like bit of diving, bit of oh, uh, really? <laughs> bit of um. <laughs> what's the word they use now? Like football players don't do that. Manipulation. Uh, so he got simbined. He's been simbined for slapping the ball, and he's put. He's played off that he's been hit in the face, and he's grabbed his face and rolled around on the ground. Now if was that he, near the um. That was, was that? the first half, I think. Yeah, that that was near the yeah. try line. Yeah, yeah, because that that was the bit that I, I, I was watching from. So yeah. I saw him walk off, but I didn't realize what the reason was. There's a few theories out there. One, he knows what he's done, and he's trying to be like, <laughs> "Oh shit, let's try and get out of this situation." Yeah. Or two, he's genuinely been hit in the face at some point, but it's it's probably not that one. It's um. It's not good for the game, really. That's that, that stuff creeping in. Like you don't like referees are already under enough scrutiny with being consistent with decisions, with red card decisions and yellow card decisions and the tackle areas. 
such a grey area at the moment now where one one hit is a red card and the other gets quite literally nothing. You don't want to be adding um, manipulation and like it's not. I don't want to call it cheating because it's not. It's just bending the rules a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's all, you don't want to be bringing that in now. Um, because it's just it just tarnishes the game. It's it's already a difficult game to control at the best of times with every rule, which we will now move on to in the Ireland game. I'm not sure if you watched it, but it's 57-6 win to Ireland. Yeah, it was something like four um, tries in the first, five in the second, wasn't there? Couple yeah, of, couple of debuts got too. got um yeah a couple of people on their debut scored a couple yeah I heard, but that um, was, that's all I heard. We're talking getting about, about sorry talking about obviously you know Italy at this point now is trying to get anything isn't it you know obviously they they haven't had points in years have they in this nation um and we say obviously this is so dominant however if you look at the South American uh, not South America. The um, oh, I can't remember. Well, the New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, oh, and Argentina. Oh, I can't remember the name of the tournament now. Who's actually stopped me? Um, but the rugby championship, I think it's called. Yeah, the Argentina have not got any points in that either. So. It's the same. I don't know what yeah. they've been like. I mean, Argentina are a good side in the rugby, but the others, you know, in that in that block of uh, four, you know, they they're going to struggle to get points, aren't they? Kind of yeah. same as Italy. Um, but again, I don't know what what the previous years have been like. They probably got a got a win somewhere. But it's kind of the same sort of thing. You're in a really tough group, aren't you? It's kind of like putting, in football again, like putting a championship side in with three quite high up yeah. Premier League teams. Mm. It's uh, You're really struggling. Yeah. So, um, I, don't really um, know, I don't really know what Italy can, you know, can do, obviously. They've just got to wait it out till uh, better players arrive. You see, they... Come up through the ranks. Been, I don't want to say they got screwed by a rule, because... It is avoidable, but um, unfortunately, their hooker went off early, maybe like 20 minutes in, with like a bit of a shoulder or arm injury. He had his arm kind of braced with his jersey, walking off the pitch, and he was in a sling afterwards. And the replacement hooker went on, and not long later, he was sent off again um, for a high hit, which it was. It was a hit to the chin. Um... Which then means they've got no more hookers on their bench, unless you've got a specialist prop. Which means if you don't have a hooker down as um, as a replacement, the scrums become uncontested. Mm-hmm. And if you are only if you are uncontested at scrum time, you have to lose another player because you have to have eight in the scrum. So that means they're losing one of the backs as well. Or you can drop a forward and put one of the backs in to the scrum every time. But um, essentially, you go from playing with 14 to 13. So now you got you got a lot more space that professional teams will exploit a lot better than um, other teams. But um, it, it, 
to be fair to Italy, they were there or thereabouts in the first 20 minutes. Like They were making hits, they were making dominant tackles, they were making turnovers. They actually made the game unenjoyable for Ireland until um, until the red card came and the third man came. And there was quite a bit of a discussion. The Italian captain didn't quite know what was happening. Um, the, number, the referee actually just told the number eight for Italy to just get off the pitch. We can sort it out. Just you, just get off, and we will carry on. And he's just like, "Why me? Like, what have I done?" But um, unfortunately, it, it turned what could have been. Now, Italy were never going to win that game, but they could have built like, a good performance together and potentially beaten Scotland next um, next week, or not next week, but in two weeks' time. But um, Instead, they got absolutely hosed. How would you get? How would you build the confidence from that? How would you build a bit of like? Yeah. Where Where would you draw your positives from? From a fifty-seven-six. Yes. It is. It is a massive, a massive loss, isn't it? Because when you, it's. I, I would say. Is that why like you a, got the island top on, John? Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm just representing the um, the team that absolutely battered them. So that's that's the only reason we yeah. love a killing. Um, so, <laughs> not in that way. Not in that way. We love we love a killing in a sport. Put it that way. With a scoreline. There we go. Uh, anyway, I, I uh, thought the phrase was "we love an underdog," but Josh is obviously <laughs> no, we found we a different one. He puts the underdog down. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we're just going to look forward to next week's uh, games, which we're just going to come out with a prediction each. So we got Wales hosting France on Saturday week. France. Yeah. Josh, what are you saying? Wales. Oh, okay. I'm going to cause it. And you've gone for the underdog now, isn't it? I've gone for the underdog. I've gone for Wales absolutely (laughs) killing France. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to just say France winning that one. Fairly handy. And then we got Italy Scotland wooden spoon game. The wooden spoon. A draw. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Not. Um no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Scotland. Yeah, it's gotta be Scotland. I'm gonna say Scotland, but some I really do hope Italy can do something. Because yeah. their their eligibility and position has been questioned quite a lot over this tournament. But um I hope they can put something together. And the big one. The biggest of them all, England, Ireland, in Twickenham. In what Twickenham, yeah. oh, you, just, you said it there as well, Jack. You know, home team, England. Come on! Yeah, for that game, I will be wearing this. We're going England. This okay, badge will be on. I'm going to say Ireland because. Yeah, but you were born in England, so it's your English. We're <laughs> in the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fact, unfortunately. <laughs> My mother could not keep me in for another month to get me back to Ireland and be born in Irish soil. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Ireland win. Um, but the last time Ireland were in, were in Twickenham, I was there and he put 50 on us. It wasn't fun. But I had free drink and free food for the whole, the whole day, so it's fine. Oh, perfect. Oh, it's better than watching your team lose. A lovely drink and some food. A shed load of factors. 
I mean, James, we did that at Bristol City last week. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even know what the result was, Josh. <laughs> I can't even remember it. <laughs> All right, and that is the end of the rugby segment. And we're back. Over to you, Josh, for the football. Awesome. All right. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the Carabao Cup final. Now, did you guys watch it? How does it work? So no. Yes, I did, Josh. Nice. I watched the highlights. Count on me. Okay. Now, in my opinion, it is the best nil-nil draw that I have ever seen. It is. It was the, so good for a nil-nil. The game, the game was so good. It was flowing so well. Both teams had like even attacks. Mount hit the post a couple of times. Um, Salah had, had a trick. Yeah, Salah had a couple of good chances. It was, it was, it was a really good matchup, and you could definitely see why them two teams were in the final. Um, but obviously, it goes to extra time. Uh, there's a couple of. A couple of goals that get ruled out. I believe Havertz had a header that get Scots ruled out for offside. Lukaku had one, and it was Fabinho, it was, was it? yeah. yeah it was um, Matip. Oh no, Joel Matip. That's it. And it was in uh, Van Dijk got an offside with um, uh, play, holding oh, Reece yeah. James back, holding Reece James yeah. back from an offside position, which is obviously in football nowadays is is an offside. So. It's, it was a good game, and then obviously it went down to the penalties, which... Um, oh, Kepa's footballers hit me in the head there. <laughs> which was <laughs> one of the best penalty shootouts I think I've seen in a while. From all... I think it was all te- up to ten. All ten were scored. All the way to the goalkeepers. All the way to the goal t- goalkeepers. And Kepa was doing... Obviously, we're going to talk about... Um, Kepa coming on and stuff but obviously if you if you haven't watched it I would recommend go watch it but obviously Kepa did miss it um, he he saw um, he saw an ex-Chelsea manager on the um, on the TV at the top of the stadium so we obviously wanted to hit him square in the head um, so he just, <laughs> he just went for him um, but but yeah it was such a good game um, the one player that did stand out for me is that Luis Diaz from yeah, 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 he yeah. is a talent. I didn't think he was this good. <laughs> I never thought the quote, he was. The quote that I saw from that was Luis Diaz: five no look passes at a five like yard range. We get it. Yeah. You're South American. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so true. But the way he, the way the good thing about him is he's played in quite a. In quite a harsh league, be, meaning the tackles, the players that are playing there, um, the physicality. Like the Portuguese league isn't an easy league to go into. It's you've got it's dominated by two, three, four, maybe 
clubs that are that are good in that league that get into Europe and and play all around the world. But the other teams, they they're oh, fighting they for eight, three. Yeah, that's Lisbon, Porto, and Benfica. Yeah, Lisbon, Porto, Benfica. I would also say maybe. Sporting. Yeah, Sporting, another one. Um, Porto. Yes, yeah, they're, they're the only three to be honest. I would I would possibly say that get into they get into actual Europe. But when you come from a league like that and you go into the Prem, you can do anything with the ball. Like obviously he's Colombian as well, so he's got that South American stick, South American skill, should I say? Um, running running down that left wing, he's. If I'm going to say now, and this is a bold statement, if Liverpool sell Mane, they will be fine with Diaz. They will be fine with him. Give him give him a year to get into the Prem, to find the style, and he'll run riot. Obviously, um, Chelsea did make that controversial substitution at um, the end of extra time to bring on Mendy, who was having a very, a very good game again. Mendy is an underrated keeper that not many oh, people. He's so good. He's he's crazy. Like that to... double C for Manny's exactly. Manny should have scored exactly. Mendy was there, and it's. It's so crazy to think that only like I think I read something like five years ago, he was in France in a job centre, looking for a job because he had nothing. And so he's Emmy Martinez, isn't it? Just exactly, through, like, and it's doing nothing to now. And me, it's yeah. and he's now he's what what what's he done in the past two years? Playing the Champions League final, won it. Um, won it. Um, won the oh, African Cup of Nations. Not the world, the world cup. Yeah, the club world cup as well. That's what I meant. Yeah, um, and also, <laughs> I and got to the cup, cupboard <laughs> world cup. <laughs> hey, what's like, this cupboard? <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's had a he's had a crazy rise um, at the moment. But yeah, it's just it's just a bit weird bringing Kepper on. I think when Mendy's had such a good game, but obviously, when you're a manager, you look at. Kepa's Tuchel did say at the end that he will Kepa always stay behind and worked with the players with penalties. That's what that's what they did for weeks up until the game. So if if obviously it comes down to, but obviously Kepa didn't train his penalties. He knew he should have saved Canates. He should have saved Canates and he should have saved Van Dykes, but Van Dykes was an absolute rocket. He gave him the entire left hand side of the goal. Yeah, and he still couldn't fucking say it's, it's it's smart though if you think about it because if a player it depends how the player thinks if the player thinks I'm going to pick my spot and no matter what yeah. I'm going to go there then he's you know he could stand as far yeah, there and could. stay there yeah because they have to change it and it might mess with their head and it yeah. might make a miss but then you look at Van Dyke's Van Dyke was never putting it anywhere else Kepper yeah. was literally stood there and the amount of power that Van Dyke put through that ball, Kepper was even surprised. Yeah, he like dealt with literally, literally. Um so stare then, down after that penalty as well from Van Dyke yeah. just staring him. There was yeah, more yeah. power in his stare than that exactly. shot. It was just like wow. Um but another person um for a standout in that game and for the whole tournament, I have to say is Liverpool's youngster in goal. 
the um, that's it yeah he's he's oh, played I'll, every I'll, I'll say his name for you. thank you thank you um he's played i don't want another rinse off tiktok for saying an irish player's name wrong Matt Doherty. <laughs> exactly um he's he's a talent he is a talent and the way he slotted slotted his penalty he's away as well boy. he's where Cork boy is he like me yeah there we go there we go um he he's so calm on the ball and it's it's good to see but i don't want him to take that do you know the do you know the route that young goalkeepers take once they do this do you remember like jack butland a few years ago where he was meant to like or like joe hart basically where he was this youth goalkeeper that comes up through the ranks and then he falls off at some point and his career just drops he i wouldn't necessarily put joe hart in that i would I mean, you, you're treading I mean, on my area i know like, i know i know i am jack butland for sure like, yeah he i mean he he's obviously still i imagine he's still in his like late yeah, 20s yeah crystal palace he's that's where he's at but his his yeah, player power he was, has definitely he was, gone from being yeah. next star to now the proper sub backup, backup backup yeah. backup. Yes. It is a crazy one. Um but yeah, I just want him to keep improving all day, every day, and it's it's good to and to have the Allison in front of him. The Allison as I just called him, but like to have him in front of him. Is, is such a good player to work off because Alisson's one of the best in the world. Um, obviously, Liverpool won that game. Um, is what it is. Chelsea fans just got to get better. Um, moving on to... <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on to a big talk that's happening in the world and in the world of sport as well. R- R- Russia, basically. Um, just Russia. I feel ju- like there's another country I mean, involved. Josh. Russia and Ukraine, but Russia is the main sort of thing, or what football and rugby have all been talking about. Obviously, if you haven't seen it, um, Abramovich, the owner of Chelsea, has passed the ownership onto the foundation of Chelsea Football Club um, because the UK government has frozen all of his assets. He's trying to sell all of his houses in the UK. Um, and stuff like that. Russia have actually suspended um, Russia from playing in tournaments now. Um, FIFA. Yeah, for FIFA. Um, FIFA. Um, and then also a couple of the Russian teams have been pulled from the European tournaments. So um, Spartak Moscow have um, or Moscow have been pulled from the Europa League. Um, so it's it's a massive thing for football. Um, because obviously they need to now give places back to other players um, or other teams unless they're just going to give them buys. Um, it's you, We don't really know what's happening. Obviously, it changes the um, the World Cup as well um, that's happening in a, in a few months. Um, so it's, it is a big impact, but obviously I don't really want to get too political. Um, we all we all have our separate views on on everything that's going on, um, and but yeah, we just we just thought we would update you just like we did with the kind of Greenwood situation. I feel like Josh is um, a bit scared of Putin. <laughs> I, I wouldn't I'm say not gonna get political just in case a missile comes to my house. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm scared, but I'm gonna say that 
people's opinions might get hurt with what I have to say. Well, another reason to come live in Ireland, Josh, you're 90% <laughs> less likely to get nuked over here. <laughs> Lovely thought. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that it's is... Like, um, cork, that's not even on the map. nuked off of it. So, moving on, we'll go to the predictions um, for this week for the Premier League and obviously the two other teams that we do now. Um, hats off if you remember both of them. Um, first off, we're going to go for um, my mate's team, Owen. Um, his leads are taking on Leicester City. Now, I'm going to say, this is a bold statement for me as well, and me currently saying I'm a Leeds fan, or I follow Leeds football now on a couple of people's streams, I'm saying a 2-1 win to Leeds with their new manager against Leicester. Do you want to take that one, Jack, or um, follow up from that outrageous... <laughs> you follow up and let's see if we can agree with reason. Well, see, Leeds, with the new manager... You know, I don't think Bielsa was the problem, to be honest. I think Calvin Phillips is the problem, being injured. So, don't necessarily think they're going to win. I think it's going to be close. I think they'll put better performance in now after letting a lot of goals in. But I think it's going to be a 3-2 win for Leicester because now they have Jamie Vardy and he's going to have a party. You're lying. Red Bull and a fag before the game. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to say sorry Owen this is going to be a 1-0 Leicester win I think oh. oh I forgot to mention that yeah sorry whoever Owen is <laughs> <laughs> he's going to hate you alright next up we've got Chelsea versus Burnley now I think Chelsea are going to come back from a um, uh, from a loss against Liverpool uh, sorry to the Chelsea fans but you're not the best team in the world anymore. Um, and it's going to be a 3-0 Chelsea win. Mm, that's weird, Josh, because I said 3-0 as well. Um, Did you? Maybe uh, you copied me. No. Um, <laughs> Burnley have now, you know, let a couple of goals in against Leicester. And I think actually, the gates will uh, let all go on. You're actually, change yours. I'm going to change mine. 3-1. Veghorst. Veghorst. Veghorst is going to score. With Josh Brownhill in the centre mid as well. Veghorst is going to score. Love it. Well, I said 3 1 as well, so. You can change your shot. Alright, fine. 2 1. Oh, 7 0 There we go. Alright. Next one coming up Liverpool West Ham. I'm just going to go for a standard 2-1 win to Liverpool. Ooh. I think Liverpool are playing well at the moment. I think uh, I think they'll score three, but I feel like West Ham, because they looked a bit dodgy. Well, not dodgy, but they looked like they could concede, so I'm going to say West Ham get a goal. 3-1. I've gone just a comfortable 2-0 win for Liverpool on this one. Nice. And then the big Manchester derby is happening this weekend as well. I have gone for 4-1 to Manchester City. 4-1? 4-1. Derby, like that? Yeah, yeah I reckon they're going to run riot with the... Um, 
with the with the game. No, they're normally. Oh God, I've watched a couple of these. You know. Remember the five years. one. Um, always me. Yeah, but the ones that I watch, they're boring, and I think it's it's gonna be low scoring. I think a two one City win. To be fair, I watched City play today against Peterborough, and they put out a strong side against Peterborough. <laughs> I don't know, it's a Championship team, but they are twenty third or fourth. Fourth, twenty fourth. They're bottom. We, just they're just right so you know, Aaron, if they're you're listening, Aaron Hodgson, they're going down. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, they struggled to score until like the 60th minute, so I'm just uh, I'm slightly concerned about that. Um, hence why I've just gone with a 2 1 win. That's fair enough. All right. um, Tottenham versus Everton. I've gone for a 1 um, 1 draw. I'm sorry, Josh. I, kn- I know Jack's outburst was quite outrageous, but he still gets a vote on one. No, nope. it's fine. Tottenham, Everton. Uh, uh, I said City 3-0. <laughs> All right, fine. We move on to the next one. Tottenham versus Everton. 1-1. Oh, Christ. I said 1-1 uh, as well. I said 2-0 Tottenham. Uh, sorry, Frank, but it only gets worse. <laughs> Yikes. Right, now the um, biggest shock of the episode is the next one. Arsenal versus Watford. No way. <laughs> I'm, sa- I'm saying 2-1 Watford. <laughs> I think Emmanuel Dennis is going to run that defence wild. Crazy talk. No. Arsenal 3-1. Arsenal 2-0. Up the ass. All right. <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> what has <laughs> happened? We're six episodes in. <laughs> six. Really All right. The next one. Ratings gone. Bristol. Josh, Bristol. Josh, put, a, put a beeper on that <laughs> soundboard of yours because Jack's going to need it by episode seven. Um, <laughs> the next one, we're going to do Bristol City versus Birmingham. And I'm, saying, and I'm saying 2 1 Bristol City. I've got 2 1 Bristol City as well. I've gone 1 1. All right, and then obviously the team that we all want to hear, the Mighty Stags, who have dropped down into seventh but have three games in hand. You got to remember that three, three. So we are going to go with a two-one Exeter, no two-one Mansfield win over Exeter. I've got Mansfield one, Exeter <laughs> naught, big zero. I'm going to continue my form and continue the the tradition of a Mansfield one Exeter nil. Lovely. All right. Um, moving on. Um, we've got something a little different today. Um, towards the end. Uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a minute. Okay. Now we are gonna time it. You've got a minute to say why you're an expert in your sport. Okay, so who wants to go first? I mean, I wish you told me this earlier, Josh. Yeah, thanks. I don't. That that wasn't. Could have have wrote something down. 
Uh, no, no, it's um, off the top of your head. Right, Jack, you're going so first. It might be better, Josh, to, oh, Jack, to save that. Fine. Thanks very much. It might be better to save this for next week, Josh. We're more prepared. I can do it in ten seconds if you want. Yeah, a little, a little quick, a little snippet for what's All right. going on. I'm going to quote a famous. Um, oh, here we go. And quote the, the great Tyrion Lannister, I drink and I know things. There you go. That's why. Okay, my quote is... Makes sense. My quote is, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Um, Lewis Hamilton said that one, right? No. Um, it was Jordan Bowery. And my one is hard work, dedication, and pure motivation makes you who you are and will become. Novak Djokovic. <laughs> Sorry. All right then. So you were so, sporting people. I went with a, 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 a fictional character. Mine's a sport. I said that. I said you two went with sporting Good. characters. Why would oh, what way to finish? <laughs> he read it off his Winnie the Pooh mug that he's got, boys. Right, so unfortunately that is the end of the podcast. Obviously we are at episode 6, so if you are enjoying them, let us know on social media if you haven't followed it. Full time in 45 on everything. Um, predictions will be up tomorrow, I believe. Uh, the podcast that you're listening to will be up today, because it's now uh, Wednesday. And we will catch you guys next week for another episode. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening.